Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unrestricted Thought Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Brittany. And today we are going to talk about the book 1984 by George Orwell and uh, how I believe that it applies a lot to today. So, um, we. We, how we feel. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't agree on everything. Uh, I like to always. I want to say a disclaimer too. I don't claim to um, know everything. These are just my opinions and her opinions. We can definitely be wrong sometimes, mm-hmm. and my opinions change when I learn new information. So, you know, these are not set in stone. But um, yeah, but just wanted to throw that out there. I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert when I'm not. Same. So let's dive in here. Okay, so there, one of the things in the book they talk about is, is called new speak. So in the book, it's a new language designed to limit thought in society. So for example, the word freedom as we know it didn't exist, or free for that matter. Uh, the idea was to remove the word and the thought of the word would follow. So if you don't have a word that describes the feeling of freedom, say, um, you won't think about it or, de- or desire it anymore. So some words get erased and some are given new definitions. Comparative to today, I think we see this a lot today. One example is the word liberal. It literally is supposed to mean like free. But if you look at the beliefs of today's liberals, they believe pretty much the opposite of freedom. They're socialists and they're always pushing for more government control. So that's one of the things that just through time has gotten changed. Some people have referred to themselves as like classic liberals where it was almost more of like a conservative today's view. Mm. Um, And I think I I could be totally wrong on this, but I think that may be where the term libertarian might root from. Because if you look at their beliefs, there's definitely a lot more freedom involved in that, less government control, things like that. So the other thing I wanted to talk about too is uh, the deletion of words. A few examples of this would be how words from just a few years ago that were totally fine are now considered offensive. The idea in the book... And in real life, it seems it, if you delete the word, the idea behind the word dies with it. A, a few examples that I have here, um, for instance, one of them was colored person, which of course was referred to African-Americans back in like the 50s and 60s and such. And that was thought to be associated with negative thoughts as it was used during the segregation time. So they wanted to change the term in hopes of changing the thought behind it. So then it went to African-American, I believe, or black, depending on who you ask. Now some don't want to be called black, and some don't want to be referred to as African-American, I guess because... Some of them aren't African-Americans, though. Right. Some of them are black, but they're actually not from Africa. Right. And I've been corrected on both ends of that. I thought African-American was the accepted one, and they're like, uh, you know, I'm not from Africa, or my ancestors mm-hmm. aren't from Africa. I'm like, okay, I don't yeah. know. That was just what somebody else told me to say, so yeah, <laughs> that's what I did. And then I, I said black, and they're like, oh, the other person was like, oh, I, I said black, and they're like, I prefer African-American. Yeah. But at that point, I was like, all right, I, just, I can't <laughs> win. Yeah, which like, and this is where we kind of disagree, um, but colored person has been offensive for a very long time. I mean, I remember my, my grandparents were very racist, and I grew up with them and as a child not really knowing what was what and my grandma would call black people colored people and so I remember talking to my mom and saying yeah she was colored and my mom stopping me and saying where did you hear that and I obviously told her but she said 
that is a very hateful term. Please do not say that ever again. So it has been offensive for a long time. I think it's just that, and obviously we have different opinions here, but as white people, we really don't understand and will never understand the ramifications of words and how much they hurt. They're tied to a lot of pain. Some of you may know like elderly people, and they're actually, this this age group I'm going to be referring to here is, is actually starting to die off. <laughs> so uh, it's becoming less and less common. But I've heard of just older people in general refer to somebody, you know, oh, that, that colored girl or, you know, whatever. And, and I know for a fact they didn't have a racist bone in their body. I think they just grew up with that term and they just don't realize that it's not an okay thing to say anymore. Yeah, but they grew up in racism and in evil and they were so just ignorant and not realizing what was going on around them. And I mean, some of them were ignorant in the fact of not knowing, but some of them were choosing to be ignorant, I think, which a lot of us do today. Maybe, yeah. So the other thing too, well, here's the thing I don't understand. Um, so, and I don't want to get off track here, but, but colored person is offensive. But person of color isn't. And I don't understand how switching the words orders makes a difference. I mean, I guess it does apparently to some people. I don't mm -hmm. get it. I may never understand that one, but whatever. I don't I don't really care what, you know, what you want me to call you. I'll, I'll, whatever. Refer yeah. to you in whatever way. I, I'm fine with it. But let's move on here. Uh, the other example I had was uh, Indian, uh, which turned into Native American. And then now I think it's first American or first people or something like that. Uh, obviously, Indian coming from, I, well, what I was about led to believe um, was that it, when we first came here, we thought we landed in India because we didn't, you know, we didn't know Earth, er, Earth. We didn't know America <laughs> was a thing, so we thought we landed in India. So the when we first came here, we referred to them as Indians. But again, this is another example of, of words that, that change over time. Uh, another example, cripple. That used to be a perfectly fine term to, to refer to someone who was you know, a physically disabled person. But I think the thought of that, that back then was a cripple, you know, I'm talking long time ago, even, you know, biblical times. Hmm. A cripple was someone who had to rely on society to take care of them because they didn't have the things that we have today that, you know, they didn't, wheelchairs and ramps and, and you know, assistance and, you know, jobs providing uh, reasonable accommodations, things like that. The American Disabilities Act is a relatively new thing, which is an awesome thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a relatively still new thing over if you're talking about overall history. So I think that term cripple became like a associated with, oh, they're physically incapable of taking care of themselves. So we switched it to handicapped person, um, which at some point, I guess some people don't might have a problem with, but some people find it offensive now. And then it was disabled person. Uh, and then that became offensive because it was disabled. It was like a, focusing on what somebody, what yeah. someone can't do. Mm -hmm. And now I guess people are trying to push the term uh, differently abled. But keep in mind, all these words essentially mean the exact same thing. But we're trying to change the word to change the thought. And mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. But people want it to work that way. But it just doesn't. The, yeah. the thought behind these words, they just carry on to new words. Well, I would like to add that it's the way that you say it. And so, for example, you're saying colored person, person of color. You're, you're, the person is first. So um, person, you know, someone with autism 
It's, you know, like, or someone with a disabled, your disabled person. It's like, no, this person with a disability. And so, yeah, I get it's confusing and things have changed so much, but you're focusing on the person and their disability later. And that's like the thing right now, but it is hard for people to kind of catch up with everything. And I get that, but just wanted to put a disclaimer there. Yeah. I I mean, I, I feel like some things have changed so much over time and it's like, I really don't know what to say anymore. And I've heard of people even from other countries coming to America for like a business trip or something and them saying just how like they really have to watch how they say certain things because they know that like Americans in particular apparently are just super sensitive about way things are said and and that's just not as I'm sure it's a thing other places but it seems like at least from what I heard again I this could be totally wrong but from what I heard other people or from other places say it's it's not as nearly as bad as it is here but I don't know how accurate that is or not yeah I mean I've heard the opposite so yeah I think part of that too might be just things like lost in translation too so I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. really sure because yeah. things sometimes things that directly translate are not the words that that language uses for that certain thing so it mm-hmm. while it may technically be correct it's like no that's not that's not the right word yeah <laughs> also like just um, if you guys haven't read the book 1984 or haven't watched the movie, I like 100% recommend it. I feel like we didn't really do like an intro of like what that book is really about. I don't know if you want to do like an explanation of it or... Oh yeah, yeah, I should get into that. I kind of just assume that the listener has read the book, uh, which is a bad assumption. (laughs) So basically it, it takes place in what at the time was the future, 1984. And it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's basically like a communist nation mm-hmm. where, I don't know, maybe you're better explaining. Well, it was written in what, the... 40s, I think? 40s, and it's set in 1984, so this is a future setting, and it is more of like a communist um, time, and they literally aren't allowed to think for themselves. They are given just enough to survive, um, and they're pretty much told what to think and there are cameras literally everywhere of this person's face you know saying big brother is watching you and they have no rights whatsoever yeah and that's one of the things when i real when i read the book that that term came from like there was the show big brother and then Mm -hmm. you know the term big brother's watching you i never realized that was from that book until i read it i was like oh okay well that makes sense me either and that's probably not a very good explanation but definitely go and look it up for yourselves it is a really really good book and this author is just so far ahead of his time and when you read it even though joshua and i have different opinions about things we do agree that this is a really good book and it honestly is kind of scary (laughs) when you are reading it and you're realizing wow this sounds a lot like our world today yeah and and when when we say it like it it's like our world it's not verbatim but there's definitely lots of similarities yes Okay, so the other thing that was a big thing in the book was uh, the thought police. Mm. Uh, So in the... I don't even know how to describe it. How would you describe the thought police in the book? Well, I mean, you could not... Anything that was against the government or against what they wanted, I mean, was going against the government. And they had people who were pretty much spies. I mean, even their own children were reporting them 
and it was a thought crime. Like even you thinking about something that was against what they were about was a thought crime. Yeah, like they would get killed for for saying something in their sleep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was insane. So basically, even if you have an idea of a belief, if if it was found out somehow, like if your thoughts were illegal, like you couldn't have mm-hmm. thoughts that disagreed with the uh, the party. So and and that's one of the things that I think is really relevant to today. We see this a lot on social media constantly. Like whenever YouTube removes you from search results or demonetizes you to Facebook deranking, Amazon removing certain books for purchase. In fact, Amazon removed a book about the coronavirus and the stats. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after backlash from people, they actually put it back on. But they were a year, a couple years back, they were totally fine with keeping a book. Uh, what was it called? The Pedophile's Guide to Love and Pleasure, saying it was censorship not to sell certain books. Oh my it's gosh. like, bruh. You for real, Amazon? Well, like Ep- <laughs> Epstein must have had a few friends at Amazon or something. That's because all of government and celebrities are pedophiles. It, it, it's. <laughs> but I that's a different what. podcast episode. Yeah, that <laughs> is. But man, it sure does seem like most of them are. Yeah. But yeah, so that we see that a lot today. I'll, again, the comparisons I already said, but um, I see a lot of the far left trying to change. Basically, if you say a certain thing, they try to cancel you and and you know make you look like a fool and and try to uh censor you and that is like that's against the first amendment that's the whole point of free speech is to be able to say whatever you want and of course in 1984 free speech definitely was not a thing because it was a communist slash socialist nation so anything that you thought or said against the party was ground you were you were basically you were dead they would kill you Right away. And then this kind of leads into the next thing. So what they would do, they would, when you said something against the government or did something against the government, they would quote unquote vaporize you. So -hmm. what vaporizing means in the book, not only would they kill you, but they would also erase all history of you ever existing. Mm -hmm. And it was basically just accepted in the society that you didn't exist ever. If you were vaporized, you were never mentioned again. No one ever was like, oh, hey, what happened to Steve or whatever? And no, that wasn't, it was like, you like you were never there it just mm-hmm. they just re- completely deleted you from their thoughts yeah which is like so tied into like cancel culture right now yeah exactly they find some uh something that someone tweeted a decade ago like a celebrity or whoever uh and then they then they all call for the cancellation of the person's show or removal from whatever they do where it's a sport or you know movies or wh- whatever it, you name it uh and then I mean, in a way, they, they essentially tried to pretend like that person never existed. They, they wanted to delete them from, you know, whatever show they were on and take off all their shows off of, off of what platform. And they just mm-hmm. want to pretend like they never existed. And some might say that's a bit of a stretch, but um, I don't know. It, 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 it really feels a lot like that, just not in a literal sense. I don't know if you remember when Roseanne said that stupid thing that came off as racist. Uh, oh, yeah. They, and the funny thing is, they literally killed her off the show. I mean, if that is an irony, I don't know what is. I mean, let's be real. Was it like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, what she said was wrong. Yeah, I think she admitted what she wrong. said was wrong. I don't think she even realized the lady was a person of color. So that's what she's claiming, at least. I don't know. I don't know her heart. I don't know what her actual yeah, intentions that's were. True. 
but yeah, I just thought it was funny that they literally killed her off the show. Like, they could have written her off in a dozen ways, and they, they went with killing her off so she could never be brought back. Yeah. So, another example, of, I guess I'm kind of backtracking here, but um, another example of thought crime is if you think something that differs from the, like, say, the left's beliefs, you're basically a bigot or a racist. If you're against gay marriage, you're homophobic, which is another word they're actually redefining, and now that we mention it, a phobia literally means a fear of uh, if you're and if you disagree with gay marriage you're a homophobic you're not you're not afraid of gays if you if you aren't for gay marriage uh, if you if you happen to be a christian or many other faiths actually you just don't believe that that's a thing that god recognizes so that doesn't mean you're afraid of them you can still love them as as we both do we 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 may disagree with someone's beliefs, but that doesn't mean we don't still love them as a person. But again, that's that's how they want to make it seem is as though you're, you know, you hate them. Oh, you disagree with it? You must hate them. No, that's not the case. Like, we can disagree and still love one another. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, and again, disagreeing a little bit, but like, my whole thing is, like, gay people getting married. What is that? That's not hurting you. <laughs> No, and I don't, and I mean, if we want to actually dive into this a little bit, like, I don't care, like, legally speaking, if they have the same rights as us. That's fine. I mean, my thing is the go- the government shouldn't have anything to do with marriage anyway. That's that's well, that's yeah. a God thing. That yeah. has nothing to do with the government. Yeah. But as far as you want to have the same rights, absolutely. Like, why, I'm, I have yeah. no problem with that. I just wanted to make sure that people knew that we, like, didn't hate gay people. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we don't. And they, like, we love you. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I don't care if you get married personally honestly like she said it doesn't affect me at all whatsoever <laughs> i don't care i my if i could put my core beliefs in like a sentence or two it would be i don't care what you do as long as it doesn't affect or hurt me or anybody else that's all i that's all i care mm-hmm. about you do what you want if it's not hurting myself or anybody else in a negative way do it i don't care mm-hmm. yeah i just wanted to like put a disclaimer out there yeah. So basically, what I was saying—that's literally a thought crime—is what I'm getting at. Uh, it's a crime for your thoughts. You're you're basically you're being called guilty of something. You're you're saying they're saying you're a racist or you're a bigot, whatever, for a belief in your head. That's that's not how that works. You can think things and not actually do them. Like that's fine. You can have a, a thought that disagrees with someone. I, and where where is the line? Thankfully, we live in a country, too, where hate speech isn't a thing um, as far as laws are concerned because it is, at the end of the day, just speech. Uh, and you're, I mean, if somebody wants to hate someone, by all means, do it. I mean, I wouldn't suggest it. Um, but, I mean, that is your right to have your own thoughts. That's that's what that's what being a human being is about. Like, you should have the right to think whatever you want. Even if what you think is really messed up, those are your thoughts. And as long as you aren't doing anything harmful to anyone or illegal for that matter, you shouldn't be chastised for it, basically. And where do we draw the line on hate speech if we did recognize it, which, you know, legally speaking, which we don't, thankfully. You know, what is hate speech then? So we're... Because other countries see that as something that's illegal, so... Yeah, I think Canada does, right? They Canada does, UK, same same deal. I think it might be the only... One of the only ones that doesn't recognize hate speech as something other than speech. Yeah, I mean, we recognize slander, but not hate speech. Yeah. Like, if you're saying lies about someone. And a lot of people's argument are like, well, you can't just go and threaten someone. That's not... Well, that's not free speech. That's intent to harm. You're saying, I'm going to hurt this person. 
-hmm. or we should kill all Jews or blacks or whatever, you know, like that's intent to harm. That's not okay. And that's not legal. Yeah. That's a different thing. And people, I think, get those confused a lot. Well, like, for example, you look at rappers and, well, a lot of rappers will rap about doing drugs and all these illegal activities, but they're not getting arrested because freedom of speech, right? Right. Yeah. And that's one of the wonderful things about our country is that we can say whatever we want as long as we aren't, one, yelling fire in a crowded theater or... or um, an airplane <laughs> yeah or uh or bombing Bomb. an airplane yeah. yeah i guess or um or threatening somebody or you know intent to harm somebody so moving along though i think the last point i really wanted to touch on which to me is is the most obvious of this whole thing mm -hmm. big brother is watching you that is just so obvious in today's society all of our devices are listening in on us we've got siri we've got google we've got alexa well, we have, uh, our computers have Bing, which no one uses Bing. No. Or, uh, <laughs> is this a Bing? Is that what it's called on there? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I don't even have it. I have it disabled when I'm, when I am, in fact, using Windows, which is rare because they're known for harvesting data. Yeah, all our devices are listening to us. They have an active microphone, a camera that could be turned on at any time without you knowing. And if you ever did research, which I have and almost regret doing because it's made me so paranoid, it's so easy to hack into a computer or phone and just activate a camera at any time and you never knowing it. Like a lot of laptops, uh, you'll have this, this light that goes on when your camera's on, right? Mm -hmm. They're not wired to automatically be on when the camera's on. Like they're not wired, I don't know what the term is, like in series. So it has to, the light has to be on when the camera's on. So you could in theory, activate the camera and that little light won't turn on, which is really, I don't know why they wouldn't design it that way. Sometimes it makes me think it's on purpose, but that may be another whole podcast too. <laughs> but as we found out from what Edward Snowden had said, uh, it's, the government is in fact spying on us. Like it's a known thing that they do it and it's very easy for them to do. I mean, it's, it's a couple probably keystrokes on a keyboard or whatever. And I mean, they don't need warrants. They don't, they don't, they just do it. If they want to find someone, they just do it. There's no legal process to do it. And that's why he's no longer allowed in this country. Uh, if you ask me, he's a hero. Yeah. You know, he, and some people might not know who he is. Yeah. If you either. don't know who he is, one, I don't know how you even made it to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, I didn't know who he was, so don't feel bad. <laughs> in case but, you're my friend listening. Yeah. <laughs> If you somehow did make it to this podcast and you don't know who he is, bless you for making it this far, first of all. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, search him up. He basically uh, was a whistleblower for the government who uncovered a lot of secrets of what shady stuff the government was doing, spying on us, listening to us through our devices, wiretapping us, you name it. And uh, as he said, it was very easy for them to do. So the other thing too is I don't know if anyone's really noticed this or not. You remember when like smartphones first came out, you used to be able to remove the battery? Well, mm -hmm. pretty much any good phone now, you can't do that. And you can actually activate things on your phone with it not even being on remotely. Mm -hmm. So if you weren't sure you weren't being listened to or tracked, you took the battery out of the back. That was great. You, you knew that there was no power to get in that phone, but you can't do that anymore on most things unless you buy a really crappy phone. Elliot Angel. Even, you don't know him. <laughs> no idea. 
And I don't think that's a coincidence that you aren't able to do that anymore. Again, probably another podcast, but uh, I definitely think there's some things going on to where it's not by chance all of a sudden any good phone you can't remove the battery. They say it's cost effective, but I mean, if you look at the price of phones, that's obviously not true. And just because, like I said before, your phone is off doesn't mean that it can't be manipulated. They, the NSA can track your phone even when it is turned off. That is one of the things I think that Snowden uncovered too. Maybe not. <clears throat> I'm not positive on that. He doesn't have corona, BT dubs. Yeah, I have a dry throat <coughs> and nothing to drink. Well, so. Except for wine. No, I finished it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that's an obvious thing. And like I said... Um, if I have a camera on my laptop, which I do, I put a piece of tape over the camera because mm. people are like, oh, it's going to be annoyed, but yeah. do some research. See how easy it is to hack into a computer, a laptop or something or whatever into a webcam and uh, exploit it. You know, these internet of thing devices, all these things are very easy to tap into. Yeah. I mean, not for like the normal person that doesn't know anything about computers, but if you're a hacker... It's like no trouble at all. When we first started dating, I remember noticing that and being like laughing. Like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have this on here? Um, but now, like, just learning more, it's like really scary. <clears throat> and I think people won't believe this story, but I remember, this was months ago, Brittany and I, I believe we're, I don't know if we were talking in person or on the phone, but we were talking about, we had mushrooms and we were going to make mushrooms for dinner or whatever, right? And we didn't look anything up about recipes, about mushrooms, nothing. And I know for a fact I did not. I guarantee you without a, with 100% certainty that I did not search anything on the internet about cooking mushrooms. But you bet your ass two days later or so, I don't know, two or three days later, I was getting advertisements for recipes for mushrooms. That's mm. creepy. And Google's really bad about that. Yeah. I think Apple's slightly better about it, but again, I don't, I wouldn't 100% trust either company. There are becoming ways to de-Google your phone. Uh, they're definitely a pain to do, but it is possible. You should look into that if you really are concerned about privacy. Uh, I may do a, a, po a podcast on just ways to improve privacy. That actually might not be a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, but yeah, not, not trying to get off track again. Um, the, the whole point of the the big brothers watching you there was a tele what do they call it? a telescreen in every room mm -hmm. that always was watching and listening to you all the time when you're asleep awake that's again that's how they would vaporize people and you know find them of of, of um, thought crimes was they would they would say things in the sleep like um, you know down with big brother or something like that and they would they would hear that because mm -hmm. they're always listening and then you know that person would be uh, you know no longer yeah. in existence in a few days they weren't even allowed to have a journal. No, you could, they weren't even allowed to write anything down. Um, yeah, I mean, it was crazy the, how much the control the book had. Again, it's not <clears throat> apples to apples as far as the book in today. There's definitely a lot of differences too. Uh, but I think the overall ideas very much echo what is a lot of what is going on today. Mm -hmm. You are certainly entitled to your own opinion on that. I would suggest, I would highly suggest you read the book. And if you're like me, I had to watch YouTube videos to help explain things because I'm not really good at interpretation of things. I read things word for word. I don't know how to read between the lines, so to speak, uh, which is why pretty much Bible reading is is worthless for me because I, I read it word for word and it says mm -hmm. this and I'm like, well, it just says that. What do you mean? It, there's something else behind there. Yeah. So, yes, read the book. There, Listen to some um, explanations for each chapter yeah. and... I would. You could watch the movie too. I'd watch the. 
I'm dyslexic and I was reading it and it took me a long time to get it and I watched the movie and it, it definitely helps. Yeah, the movie helps. They do leave a lot of things out, but the overall idea is the same. So uh, that's pretty much it for this this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it made you, you know, think a little bit differently. Maybe think outside the box. Again, this is uh, unrestricted thought. You are, of course, entitled to your own opinions on these things. You can mm-hmm. disagree with me. Uh, at the end of the day... Or me. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, just remember to love one another and just be decent human beings, you know? Don't have to be a butthole all the time. You can be <laughs> nice sometimes. Yeah. So that's it for now. Till next time, take care. Bye, guys.